0: Hello friends, welcome to Emanuel Cares, a podcast of Emmanuel Lutheran Church of Shirley, Wisconsin. I'm Pastor Dave Rudot, here to bring you God's Word. We're in the Old Testament for today, from Isaiah chapter 50, reading verses 4 to 10. Our sermon theme is The Word That Sustains the Weary. Let's join the worshipers on September 19, 2021. mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father, through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. God's word for today from the book of Isaiah, chapter 50, beginning at verse 4. The Lord gave me a tongue like the learned, an instructed tongue, so I know how to sustain the weary with the word. He wakes me up morning by morning. He wakes up my ears so that I listened like the learned. The Lord God opened my ear and I myself was not rebellious. I did not turn back. I submitted my back to those who beat me and my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from disgrace and from spit. The Lord God will help me so I will not be disgraced. Therefore I have made my face hard like flint. I know that I will not be put to shame. The one who will acquit me is near. Who can accuse me? Let us take our stand. Who can pass judgment on me? Let him approach me. Look, the Lord God will help me. Who then can declare me guilty? Look, all of them will wear out like a garment. A moth will consume them. Who among you worship the Lord and listen to the voice of the servant? Anyone who walks in darkness and who has no bright light, let him trust in the name of the Lord. Let him lean on his God. This is the word of the Lord, we pray. Direct us now, O oh gracious Lord, to hear or write your holy word. Assist your minister to preach and let the Holy Spirit teach. And let eternal life be found by all who hear the gospel sound. Amen. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, God's word is always ready for us. Last year, about this time, we had a very contested election ahead of us. And we had God's word, it was ready for us. We were reading from the book of Romans, reminding us what still is true no matter who is in charge, that our God is in control and that he calls us to be respectful of those whom God has placed in authority. We went through the book of Ephesians and, and I had lots of comments from you and from members at St. Paul saying, boy, it, it was if this word was just waiting for us. I mean, I can't believe, Pastor, these words that you talked about, talking about anger, that these words were really, they really meant something to me. God's word always stands ready for us. And today, God's word stands ready for those who are weary. I'll put myself into that category of those who are weary. Lots of time spent in the last couple of weeks closing down a congregation and all of the work that entails with that. Even if you are not feeling particularly weary, I bet you dollars to donuts, you know somebody who is. Who is worn out. Who keeps waiting for the road to, to take a bend so, to the, for the better and that bend keeps going further and further away. They keep waiting they finally hit the crest. They're climbing, they're climbing, they're working, they're working, and they're waiting for that crest so that things will get better. And it just never seems to happen. They feel worn out and weary. Well, God's word stands ready. We have the book of Isaiah written 2,800 years ago, 700 years before Jesus was born. And as the prophet Isaiah writes to us, Another voice emerges, a voice of the servant, a voice of the Messiah. Usually when we want to hear the Messiah speak to us as he is walking here on earth, We look to the Gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and and we see Jesus speaking to us as if he is, during the time when he was here on this earth, when he had a human body here on earth, speaking to us and interacting with people in a very personal way. But Isaiah also has for us the Messiah, speaking to us 800 years before his incarnation, and talking about his time here on earth talking about his time and his ministry here on earth and what gives him strength while he is doing the task that God has put in front of him to save humanity. As we look at Isaiah, there are several things that pop out, at least they did to me as I'm listening. First of all, as I read it, uh, first of all, the first thing that pops out is God's activity is always first. It is God who opens his ears. It is God who opens our ears. It is God who makes that first move. The second point that brings up that comes to my mind is how our savior listened to God's voice and when listening as he says the lord god gave me a tongue like the learned an instructed tongue so i knew how to sustain the weary with a word he wakes me up morning by morning he wakes up my ears so that i listened like the learned the lord god opened my ear and i myself was not rebellious jesus as he walked on this earth felt that god's word was important Of all of the human beings that have lived and walked on this earth, there is only one person who could possibly say, I don't need to be in God's word. I know all this already. The one person who could possibly say it is Jesus, and he is the one, when he is 12 years old, there at the temple listening to the word. When he is doing his ministry, where do we find him on the Sabbath? In the, sab- in, the tabern- in the synagogues listening to God's word. Word. On Jesus' to-do list is to save humanity, but also to spend time in God's Word. Has, has any of our to-do lists been so great that God's Word can't be on that list? Just think of how much time we spend on our devices. We have time To listen to the radio show in the morning on the way to work, we have time to go. What's looking at what on the news on whether it's on television or on the apps? And here we've got God's Word available to us in our meditation books. We have podcasts that you can listen to. We have devotions. We have an app. Wells has an app that you can pull down devotions and read. And how many of us say, I'm too busy for that? Or, I'm too tired for that? Our Lord Jesus was not too tired or too busy to be in his word. That's the bad news, right? The good news is is that Jesus was not too tired or too weary. To be in His Word for us. Of all the time when we could have been in God's Word, we could have started our week or our day right, and instead we did it, we filled up our mornings or our time with garbage. Here Jesus is doing that for you. He is obedient and not rebellious, like you and I are. When we get tired out or busy and say, God's Word I'll do that when I have time. Jesus did that for us. He listened for us. And he is still speaking. Isn't it neat how God has made it so that we would have this external word proclaimed to us or the external word read to us that as we're going about our married way here comes the word on the sunday that we weren't ready for but we needed to hear it or as we open our bibles and and we weren't ready for it but we needed to hear it at this point when we're when we're weary and we're tired we need god's word and his strength here it is isn't it awesome how god is still speaking through his word This last week, I listened to Pastor Rose's sermon, Put Your Worries Where They Belong. And I'll tell you, I didn't think I was worrying. I just thought I was concerned and being responsible with all of the tasks that God has put in front of me. But the external word came to me and said, You're worrying. Put them where they belong. God is still speaking in his powerful word, speaking to us who are weary and tired and giving us wonderful comfort. But Jesus doesn't just listen to God's word. He does what it says, even when it's difficult. You can't read this servant song and not think of Jesus being flogged and beaten and spit upon. And listen how he talks about it 800, 700 years before it happened. I did not turn back. I submitted my back to those who beat me and my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from disgrace and from spit. Jesus didn't just listen to God's word, but he did what it said. When it meant to deny what he wanted and do what was best for us. When Jesus said in our gospel lesson for today, "Whoever anybody who wants to follow me must take up their cross and follow me, he's not just giving us marching orders, he's actually doing exactly what he talks about. Remember at the Garden of Gethsemane, we talked about this in our Matthew Bible class at St. Paul's this last week, Jesus was praying in the garden, not my will but yours be done. He did what God wanted him to do to save humanity that, and put that ahead of his own needs and wants and desires. You and I are so often look at God's word as we look at a Chinese buffet. We say, oh, I love the sweet and sour chicken, but don't give me any of those fish legs. We pick and choose the, the portions of God's word that we want to believe Yeah, tell me the stuff about God loving me, but don't tell me the stuff about self-discipline on my own life. Don't tell me the parts about what really is marriage. Don't tell me the parts about serving others and not serving myself. We pick and we choose. But Jesus didn't. He did that for you. He was obedient to his Father's will in everything for you. If that is true, and it is, then is he not going to take care of you when you are weary and tired? Is he not going to work everything out? for his good and the good of his church? Yes, he will. If he made sure your salvation was paid for and the obedience required to make sure that your ledger would be wiped clean, that all of your sin has been taken care of and the, and the perfection that God demands from a human being in order to get into heaven was earned through his obedience, if he made sure that was taken care of, he will also Take care of you in the day-to-day, in all the struggles and pains and, and problems that you're facing, He is also there for you. So not only do we have the theme of our Savior listening to God's word and being obedient, but we finally we have another theme that pops out, and that is one of vindication. As we read, he says, The Lord God will help me, so I will not be disgraced. Therefore I have made my face hard like flint. I know that I will not be put to shame. The one who will acquit me is near. Who can accuse me? Let us take our stand. Let who can pass judgment on me, let him approach me. Look, the Lord God will help me. Who then can declare me guilty? Look, all of them will wear out like a garment. A moth will consume them. Who among you worships the Lord, who listens to the voice of his servant? Anyone who walks in darkness, who has no bright light, let him trust in the name of the Lord. Let him lean on his God. He's talking about vindication. Whose approval matters to the servant of the Lord? We talked about this in youth group last night. Talking about people want... It's kind of a a human trait, that we are looking for somebody else's approval. We think of those in the military. They want to serve their country, but isn't there part of it? They're, they know that if they serve their country in the armed forces, that when they come back, people will say, thank you for your service. That when they march in those parades, people will look at them and say, thank you. There's respect for those in our military Approval for their willingness to put their lives on the line for us. That's part of what we are as human beings, looking for people's approval. We think of kids wanting their, their parents' approval when they go to school or when they're on the, on, on, in sports. They want to make sure that they have the approval of their, their family members and their coach and their other teammates. But there's a dark side to that approval as well. We talked last night about something that just happened this month. Kids going into schools, bathrooms, and destroying sinks, and destroying property, and then posting it on TikTok, or on social media. They're looking for somebody's approval, and finding it in a very dark way. And that not just a problem with children it's a problem with adults as well we want the approval of people around us we want people to respect us and sometimes that means we do or say things that do not meet with god's approval we're not thinking that well, what does god think about me in this situation and that's our mistake when we put others approval over what God thinks. But the Savior, the Messiah, speaking 700 years before he was born, is seeking after the approval not of those around him, but of God. And in your place, the Messiah is confident that he will have God's approval And he does not care one lick about what other people think about him. They can beat him. They can pull out his beard. They can spit on him. They can humiliate him. He does not care because he knows there's a higher court and God looks at him with approval. And dear Christian friends, Because of what Jesus did. His suffering, his death, his resurrection. You know that that approval that he was searching for, yearning for, earning during his lifetime here on earth, that approval is something God gives to you. That you can leave church today knowing that God looks at you and says, Well done. God looks at you and says, There is my dear child. There is a recipient of heaven. With you, I am well pleased. We have God's approval through the suffering servant, through the word. Sometimes, when we are worn out, sometimes we are worn out because we are trying to get somebody's approval, and we don't need to try so hard. We have God's approval because of Jesus. When people are weary and worn out, they're looking for strength and comfort. As we read from Isaiah chapter 50, we discover something, this is the last point I want to make, something amazing. Strength to do what's in front of you is not some abstract thought that's out there that God can some, sometimes taps into. God is strength. In the same way, when you talk about love, it's not some abstract concept out here that God sometimes get taps into or some parts of it. Love is God. God is love. He is strength. Everything else we see in this world are just pale reflections, shadows of the real deal. And because you are in Christ through his word, you have the real deal. Not some abstract strength to go through the day. Courage to do the hard things. You're tapping into the very God who created those things. The very God who gives you strength. Courage. Love. Patience. Patience. He is those things. That's where all of those concepts come from. And because of Christ, because of your Messiah, because of Jesus the servant, those things are yours. God has declared them to be yours. So no matter when that bend in the road comes, or the crest in the hill comes when things go, go better, you have someone with you every day. God, the source of your strength, the source of your courage, the source of your everything. And this sustains us when we are weary. The Word, Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh, the Word for us. Amen. The peace of God, which is beyond all human understanding, keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.